Happy Patient Safety Week, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm the one and only Hunter Mitchell. As Dan mentioned, it's Patient Safety Week, and we're planning to celebrate by discussing patient safety efforts being carried out at the Kellogg Eye Center. Before we get into that, be sure to put your eyes and ears on all previous episodes of The Wrap. You can watch them on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel or find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. Okay, let's bring in Dr. Jennifer Weiser, a professor of ophthalmology and visual sciences and the director of patient safety and quality improvement in the Kellogg Eye Center. Recently, Kellogg held what they are calling their second safety morning, where no patients are scheduled, giving faculty and staff a dedicated hour to have conversations about safety and speak up about po possible process improvements. Dr. Weiser, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Happy to be here. So first, can you explain what the safety morning involved and how it was carried out? So this was our second annual safety morning where we delayed the start of all our clinics in our department so that all faculty and staff could participate. We started with a large group session talking about you know, safety um, ideas, followed by individual clinic huddles where cl individual clinics could meet together to discuss general and their specific safety issues. There was a lot of lesson sharing and highlights that were brought up, many of which bridged between different clinics. Now, in a recent headline story about the morning, you say a lot of the discussions have led to process improvements at Kellogg. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about these improvements? I think the most valuable thing was to share safety stories and good catches that have happened to many of us and to learn from each other's experiences. For instance, we reemphasize the need to confirm patient and date of birth whenever we call a patient, whenever we have any encounter with a patient to avoid calling the wrong patient. There were several stories of calling a patient uh, from the waiting room and have the wrong person stand up and come in. And then when we checked their name and date of birth, we realized that it was the wrong person and we needed to call the right one. So hearing that across clinics really sends that message home. Another topic that was a popular one was how to politely tell patients that we require proper mask wearing during the pandemic and how to be tactful about that. And another, uh, another topic that really I think um, hit home for people was how do we alert our colleagues to potential safety issues that might be starting to happen when the patient's in the room? We've got to do it tactfully, yet get the point across. Okay, so why would you say it's so important for teams to devote adequate time to patient safety and events like this? You know, the safety of our patients and our staff is our number one priority in everything that we do. In our day-to-day -day activities at Kellogg and across all of Michigan Medicine, we are so busy. So it's really valuable to have this dedicated time to stop and think and just take time to communicate with, with each other so that we can, we can share our best safety techniques, learn from each other, and keep our patients as safe as possible. Yeah, I think that's sort of one of the more important things, right? That a lot of times if there's an issue that came up that you've dealt with, somebody else has also dealt with it or is also dealing with it. And it's sort of about sharing those best practices, right? And sort of just making sure how did you handle it and how did it work for you? Definitely. It's so great to have the opportunity to learn from each other in a, in a time where we're not rushed and have time to talk. That communication is really key. Yeah. So if there are certain areas or departments who want to carry out, you know, a safety morning or similar event of their own, what would you say are some of the first steps that they should go through? So in order to build and keep reinforcing this culture of safety that we're trying to promote in all our departments, 
I think it's important to set that time aside. I mean, show that it's a priority by actually delaying the start of clinics so there's dedicated time so people can really attend and not feel rushed. And it shows our staff and our physicians that we really value safety and it's worth taking that time and stopping our clinical activities for that, for that window to, to talk about it. Um, have a planned program to discuss the topics that you want each clinical unit to cover, but also leave them some time to talk about the specific issues that are um, pertinent to them um, so that they have some freedom and discussion time to run things how they want as well. It's really important. We're, we're trying our hardest to be open and non-judgmental so that people are not afraid to speak up and talk about, you know, almost mistakes or mistakes that have happened because that's really the stories that stick with us and we can really learn from them. And then I think the the last point I want to make about that is it's important when people bring up suggestions and questions to respond. Even if we don't, even if leadership does not have a perfect answer right away, it's something that can be looked into and we want our staff to continue to bring us ideas and know that we are listening to them. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, are there any other initiatives that you're excited to introduce at Kellogg in the months ahead? We want to build on the enthusiasm of our staff and the engagement that our staff and physicians shown uh, during this morning in particular. Even in, compared to the safety morning that we had a year ago, we could tell that enthusiasm had built because we had even more participation and engagement this time. So to maintain that until our next safety morning, we want to really encourage people to talk about safety in their regular brief huddles every day maybe devote a little time to an extra long huddle once or twice a month to have extra time to talk about safety. And then bringing it up frequently helps, repetition helps. So if we have meetings and emails and just mention the importance of safety and share our safety stories as they come up, I think those will really resonate with people. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Weiser, for sharing this information. If you wanna learn even more about the patient safety efforts taking place at Kellogg, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dr. Weiser, your work here isn't done just yet. Uh, it's time for the lightning round, where you have one minute to answer four quick questions. Are you ready? I'm game, bring it on. All right, All game. right, here we go. Yep, I got the first question. When you get home from work, what's the first thing you like to do? Make sure my kids are all still alive. <laughs> Make sure my house is in one piece. <laughs> okay. <question. laughs> um, if there's one musician you had to listen to every day for the rest of your life, who would that be? I'm a classically trained violinist. So I have to say right now, my favorite violinist is Hilary Hahn. So really any of her recordings, they're all good. Check them out. That's awesome. Uh, if you were a superhero, what skill would you have? Um, you know, the first thing that came to mind was being able to read people's thoughts. But then I thought about it again and thought, maybe that's not what I want to have. <laughs> a little <laughs> how creepy. About the ability, <laughs> how about the ability to be in two places at once so I can get everything done? That's a good one. <laughs> Okay, well, it's, it's nutrition month. Uh, what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? The strangest thing I've ever eaten? So I spent some time growing up in Thailand and there is a culture of eating insects there. I mean, not commonly, but you can find them. And I'm pretty sure I did that once. That was once oof, was enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's enough. And I know with cicada season uh, coming this summer, a lot of people do that. I'm like, I'm going nowhere near that. So you know, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Weiser, for taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, as we said, if you want to learn more about the patient safety efforts going on at the Kellogg Eye Center, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, check out the other featured stories from this week. 
For instance, there is information regarding the ongoing faculty and staff employee engagement survey and reflections on what the past year has been like for colleagues across the organization. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. All right, now, Hunter, also this week, there were more book recommendations given out by employees in honor of Reading Month. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite book or favorite genre to read? Well, so I'll start with genre. And uh, being in video production, I don't read as many books as I should. But I, I love science fiction stuff. Um, and I, I, I even love watching science fiction movies. And my favorite book, I'd have to say, is probably uh, Ender's Game. And it's about this boy that goes into space, shoots some aliens. It's a great book. They also made a movie. I don't recommend that one. Stay far away from that. Um, but what about you, Dan? What do you like to read? Well, so I'm definitely a history nerd. So I almost exclusively read nonfiction. Uh, I also have, especially during the pandemic, really gotten into true crime. On top of that, I lived in Chicago for 15 years. So you put all three of those things together. My favorite book is Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. And that talks about really who was America's first serial killer during the World's Fair in Chicago in the late 1800s. It's a fascinating read. If you're interested in any of that, I would highly recommend it. Dan, I don't know how you do it. I'm, I'm scared of dark rooms, so I don't... <laughs> Is that why there's so much light behind you? You're yeah. just like, I need I need brightness in my life. That is right. That's so I can focus yes. on the rap. Uh, and speaking of that, it's time for our weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners, what was the topic of important research recently performed by Julie Piazza? The answer is pediatric blood draws. Congratulations to Julie Hawkins, an administrative assistant in post-acute care services who sent in the correct answer. Julie, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Dan. All right, this week's question is, the Vital Voices Faculty and Staff Engagement Survey is available for you to take until what date? Once again, the Faculty and Staff Engagement Survey is available for you to take until what date? If you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Dr. Weiser, thank you so much for being here. And as always, thank you to all our listeners and viewers for all you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.